This is the Cinesnob Podcast. Welcome to episode 187 of the Cinesnob Podcast. I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania. And I'm Jocelyn Duran. Welcome back, Jocelyn. Thank you. I'm back. Jocelyn had been um, working the poll. Uh, <laughs> Polls. I was gonna. Jesus. I was gonna say like what? a poll. A poll worker. What have I been doing? Working the. Working you, the uh, polls. Yes. You made some implications there. Uh, no, my joke was that you had been uh, working like the election. Ah. Uh, like, you were yeah. like you were a poll worker. That, that still sounds wrong. <laughs> that still does not sound. That's that's right. the right word. I'm pretty like, sure right, that's like, the right, right word. Like right out of the L L. But I was contributing to the overpopulation <laughs> of our world, actually. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh, added there another. Like, there was three guys on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because there was a little dude. Oh, yeah. But you, we didn't know. I know. But still, it's kind of crazy to could think have, about. Could have been another dame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have been two against two, but nope. Yeah. I still can't believe the first thing out of the gate that you say was Jocelyn was working the poll. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, missed about you guys. I'm so, I, I, <laughs> I, it sounds like it, there's no right way to say that. that like, like, did you nice. want to just say, like, uh, like she has a kid, so now she has to put it through college? Like, did you want to go through <laughs> that too? <laughs> that was almost as good as the first five seconds when Cody started criticizing the audio. Oh, my or fucking the video uh, my or mic placement. <laughs> like, right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was trying, I mean, I, I guess now that I think about it, there's not really a good way to say that. <laughs> By starting off with the word poll. Yeah. No. Or we're saying like, oh, she was working at the poll. Like, I mean, anyway. Why? Um, was there an election or something? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, it, oh, um, there was something yeah. newsworthy happened? Yeah, you know, it's, oh. uh, go look at your Facebook feed. <laughs> <laughs> go open, uh, oh, shit, what's the name of that uh, new social media app? That Parlor. parlor. <laughs> go look at your parlor. <laughs> did you? Did any of you have any friends that that said they were like, "Find me on Parlor"? I've no. seen it. I've seen it on my feed. I have too. Yeah. Wow. Um, Y'all need to clean out your feed. I'm, I don't. I use <laughs> I use that for entertainment purposes at this point. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have a. I don't have any kind of beef with someone who wants to move to a social media site who's going to fail. I mean, I I I had friends that went to Google Plus also. So. Oh my God! I tried. I mean, I got a Google Plus. I didn't move there or anything, but. Do y'all remember I, the I didn't Google glasses too? <laughs> oh yeah. We were uh Jared and I were at South by Southwest a few years ago when Google Glasses like debuted and it was just seeing these fucking nerds walking around with <laughs> with these dumbass glasses was very uh, And that funny. Th- that reminds me I had um an opportunity to interview Mark Cuban during that um, no way. South by. And they invited me to this event that was like it was all like Shark Tank style uh, talk, and they had to tell people like, "Okay, we're gonna open the floor for questions, but we don't want pitches." It's like, <laughs> right. and then uh, some guy uh, I had talked to him about the Spurs. I interviewed him about the Spurs because that's really all I give a shit about regarding Mark Cuban. I don't have a problem with him, but that's all I really know him for. Um, but then like the guy right before me was interviewing him and recording it with his Google, Google glasses. Oh. So he was like he's watching him like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that, that are those even still around? I don't, I don't think, think so. I wonder what happened to those. Yeah. But it, I, there was a time when Google plus, um, 
like was new and you had to get an invite for it. And I did. And it was nothing was there. And then they made everyone have it by if you had any kind of Google account, you had Google Plus. That's kind of how Facebook was when it first started. It was only for uh, college uh, emails. So you could only get it if you had an EDU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's ruined. And the then world. it went to everyone. And my now mom. It's, now you, it's mean, you mean faux book? <laughs> now it's ruined the world. Yeah. And it's turned people against each other. And here we are. But uh, And now there's parlor, so you can go there. Yeah, I'm sure it's um it, let's just let me put it this way. Um being in San Antonio and Texas and you know Central Texas and South Texas you get a different kind of conservative, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't fall along the racial lines you might expect, like somewhere else. So some of the people I've seen joining Parlor are probably not going to like what they find. In oh no! Parlor. Yeah, because uh, you know, it's hard to kind of um, describe to people that are in other parts of the country that there are Hispanic conservatives and Hispanic Trump supporters. Yeah. Um, Latinos for Trump. Yeah. So it's, you see that, like, this guy joining parlor, like, you're not, they're not going to like you, man. Like, half these people are probably. I don't, I don't want to, of... ca- I don't want to call out who it was, but, um, I was, I, I actually saw it on my feed today where someone was, was, uh, was like, they posted their parlor account and was like, I'm switching to parlor. And then they posted in, like, the first comment was like, they're taking down posts too. I don't see how it's any different than Facebook. So clearly this person is like, <laughs> <laughs> has some fucking nut job uh, thoughts and, and, and viewpoints. About conser- uh, not conservativeness, but um, censor- censorship. Well, I think it's just like they have conspiracy. I'm sure they're, they might oh, be taking right. down conspiracy yeah, theories like they're or stuff like that. But need to be removed. Yeah, yeah. It's being they're, fact-checked. Flagged. Look, social media is terrible, but we are on social media right now. Hi to our live uh, Twitch yeah. audience. Um, Jocelyn, this is the first time you're live on Twitch. Yeah. So don't say anything uh, racist as usual. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we ha- it takes us hours to edit that out. And, uh, <laughs> just... I'm half Mexican, so I'm covered. I'm okay. And you have a you have I a play that card. So you have a quarter Mexican son. Yeah. Who is half European? French, uh, Mexican, and Swedish. So it's like Ooh. I don't know. That's crazy. That's like the worst. The worst buffet ever. The worst fusion <laughs> cu- fusion cuisine. Taco meatballs and I don't know. <laughs> sounds yeah, disgusting. On, on like a baguette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I I think I may have talked about it before, but in I was morbidly curious about the Mexican food in Japan. And it did I don't not think look you good. did mention that. I've heard this, but yeah, it did not look good. <laughs> we d- we never really tried it. The Mexican restaurant we tried to eat at, they had converted into like a sandwich place, unbeknownst to us. But didn't you also see like um like w- w- it was like horse at some place, oh, yeah. like yeah. on like like a like a like a was it like a fast food place or like a- no? It was like a steakhouse. <laughs> it was a it, okay. You know, so we were in cultures different, different. No, I know. I mean, oh yeah, I- it's not ju- it's just <laughs> a curiosity. Yeah, um, it was on. Um, it was uh, on uh, Akibara where we did the Mario Kart sort of thing. That was cool. Yes. Uh, so you mentioned off air that you get my post first, Jocelyn. Yeah, so I see them all. That's why. Um, it was. Um, you know, we were looking for something to eat, and we could smell this place, and it smelled delicious. 
um, and it was like a steakhouse and there was, it was small. So there was like a line to get in. And then we walked by <laughs> and there's a pie, uh, there's a picture of it on my Facebook if, or my Instagram. If you follow me, um, it's a pile of meat and, uh, because all the signs are also in English, and then it says horse, so it's like this pile of meat, and then it has a like a a, a Ferrari logo, which is a, obviously a horse, but he has a chef's hat. Oh, we oh, lost God. Cody. I, I, I had warned this was going to happen. <laughs> the he's the had horse. Enough of this. Yeah, it's like I I cannot hear horses yeah, be used very for food. Angry. It okay hold on cody um i'm gonna put you uh i'm gonna remove you and then i'm gonna switch to just the two of us there asian so, and mexican reminds me of uh walk guacamole here in san antonio if you've ever been there there's, went, um, it's like a buffet of chinese and mexican food i've never been there there's cilantro here uh, okay which is uh, the names Co- are the best i think it's korean and mexican mm. or, or yeah um guacamole Anyway, there was a, a like they were not shy that it was horse, and they made yeah. a joke about it's. I, I I'm gonna. I mean, it really did smell delicious, and I don't. I don't know. I love animals. I mean, I don't know why a horse is more lovable than a cow, but whatever. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. Um. We ended up eating McDonald's, so just. <laughs> <laughs> um. And and understand the 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 fun part about that was that it tasted exactly like mcdonald's like it was not like being somewhere else and that was the the thing we were really longing for was to have it be different or to have have it be be the same same. yeah oh yeah because we i don't know you've been right we've talked about this yeah yeah yeah. and um um, i always get it overseas just because sometimes i'm sick of different things and i'm like i just want something like like you said that tastes the same yeah and it was like Oh, yeah, I was just going to make that joke, but I didn't want to be culturally insensitive. No, I mean, it's a thing, and I love them. They're delicious, but (laughs) wow, we're talking about food a lot. Yeah, so um, while we wait for Cody, how's the the baby? (laughs) Very good. That's where I was, yeah. I just uh, pulled a, yeah, you said uh, your advice to future parents is to don't have a baby. Oh, yeah. And I also wanted to tell you and Cody. Hold on, let me get it back. Here we go. There he is. Let me drag him to the right order. There the next you go. time you talk Whoops. to your mothers, just apologize for peeing on her because y'all definitely did. And it was definitely at like 3 a.m. And probably the curtains and the wall and the face. Like it's little boys are nuts. So <laughs> I told you guys, I was like, I need to tell them to just apologize to their mothers. There's an open joke that I'm not comfortable making, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Something about waterworks. Well, well Sarah's some, already talking about poles. So. Something about it being <laughs> more. Something about it being more recent than a baby. You know. Yeah. Right. No, that wasn't Hugo. That was you know. <laughs> Jared's shaking his head. Oh, I knew. Boy. I knew where it was going. But. <laughs> oh, Jocelyn didn't, so I filled in the blanks. Look, <laughs> if, if it's good enough for our president, it's good enough for our babies. Oh, our our uh, outgoing president. I think you mean. Yes, still present. Oh, right, that happened. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah. It's been I, a crazy week, you guys, but I'm very happy to be back. And I'm also, we, I'm also happy to announce that the great camera experiment is, has ended. <laughs> Cody um, has been fucking with this camera since we started doing this. I know, like three months ago. 
and and you are, are you finally settled on using your your MacBook as opposed to your yeah I'm on my computer? I'm on my Mac my old ass MacBook Pro right now okay um, and it seems to be working better but I bought a camera this week and like I've been fucking with it for like a week straight and it kept on overheating and so I bought a dummy battery and the dummy battery is overheating so then I turned image stabilization off and it's still overheating and I took the SD card out and it's still overheating so I'm taking it back. Oh, where did you buy it from? Best Buy. Oh, okay. I feel like you need to simplify it. Just go back yeah, to I the mean, basics. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean, doing I, right now. I bought this shitty webcam for yeah. 50 bucks, and I bought a $8 piece of software to iris it down. And Anyway. Wow, you guys are cool. I know. Sorry, Cody. Jocelyn just turned hers on, and it worked. So. Literally. Yeah. Um, uh, have, yeah. Yeah. Good camera. So it's, by the way, Cody's at a high school party, in case you didn't notice, Jocelyn, because he has the red solo cup. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Gaetan yeah. was asking me about what those are last night. They oh, yeah, it's not a thing. I've heard that. Oh. It's not a thing elsewhere. Like, that's, uh, I read that in a, like, a one of those listicles. It was super hard to explain. I, I could, I didn't know how to quite, you know? Because he's like, like, oh, this it's is to how- hide that you're drinking beer, and I'm like, no, not really. It, it's it's got nothing to do with that. And he's, but like, yeah, it was. That's what it's, Cody it, uses it, it for, but yeah, Cody's drinking uh, like <laughs> like really thick eggnog right now. He just yeah, doesn't that want sounds to. Sounds delicious, actually. I'd love some. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else before we move on? We've kind of uh, I was in hot a little bit about a million things. Yeah, no, I bought I bought I bought these because um, I kept on uh, dirtying glasses at too high of a rate, and I was tired of doing dishes. So, damn the planet! God damn it! You are such a a a single guy living by himself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, um, have y'all ever heard the thing about um, how millennials don't use napkins anymore? They're like buying. Is this one of the things that millennials killed? Right, yep. but what I'm trying to say is like they like you don't they don't buy like napkin napkins. People just use paper towels. Mm-hmm. That's very accurate. Yeah, so and, and it is for us too. Yeah, and we're not millennials. I don't. You're think. an elder millennial. Yeah, um, but there's now uh, and I don't know if you, either of you've seen it. There's now commercials starring Amy Sedaris running for napkins. Like I've never seen a commercial for napkins before. That's- Mm. And I keep seeing these Amy Sedaris napkin commercials. You know, why don't the napkin companies just start making paper towels? Well, that's what I mean. Is like what we've had. We've been like going through the napkins we had like bought for Easter like six years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And like we still have those shitty like wedding napkins around. Like Christmas napkins. Like whenever I have a party, I always bring out the Christmas napkins because that's the only reason why I I would ever buy napkins. You know. Oh, the, oh, the, the, those terrible, like, smooth ones that don't do anything, <laughs> like a bar napkin. Anyway, Man, I like co- I bought napkins. For us. They're gonna get mad. There's lots of money in napkins. Let me tell I, you, big, big I, napkin. They got Amy Sedaris money. Yeah, Amy so. Sedaris. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I've bought napkins in probably f- like five years. I think. It's but all you the did buy time. red solo cups. Yes. In a pandemic, I guess maybe there's too many of those. Maybe yeah, you I, did a you did an economic favor to solo. Yeah, I'm cutting down. I'm cutting down the uh, I don't know the supply so that do you they clean can... them and reuse them? No. Have yeah. you do? You, did any of you ever have relatives that did that? 
I had relatives that would wash the plasticware, like the. You know what you got like the sort of defeating the purpose. Well, but like the like silverware, and then of course, um, I have plenty of 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 people that I know and relatives that would like uh, have the shed spread country crock holders oh, that are yeah. clearly filled with something else. It's a very oh Mexican God, thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also just kind Aww. of a, Yeah. It's yeah. like nostalgic. Anyway, um, anything else before we move on? <laughs> no. no, I think we've sufficiently... Uh... <laughs> we were off for a week. And, let's uh, talk about Jocelyn... Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to reviews. <laughs> Here are this week's reviews. First up, we have Let Him Go. Would you be a wee boy? No, ma'am. I'm a cousin, too. I'm a tucker. Well, then we're related, too. Donnie wee boy's married to our daughter-in-law, former daughter-in-law, which makes him stepdaddy to our grandson. My husband and I found ourselves in this part of the state, so I said, let's look in on Lorna and Donnie while we're here. So here we are. I don't know no Donnie or a Laura. Well, I understood it was why they relocated here. Donnie was going to hire on at his uncle's salary. Who? George, didn't Lorna say? You sure you don't want Gladstone? Gladstone? North Dakota, just the other side of the line. It's not like they got work there either, no good work anyway, but uh, they got a wee boy or two. Well, maybe we should give their a try. Though I don't know why Lorna and Donnie were talking up Forsyth like they did. What was your names again? Any idea who we might ask to find Donnie if we went to Gladstone? You let it be known you're looking for a a wee boy. I'll find you. So this is... um... I would say one of the rarities now in movies, the adult focused drama. I don't know the Mm -hmm. last time I saw one of these um, that wasn't like an Oscar bait thing. It's like a Clint Eastwood movie. Totally. That's what I, I, you know, he kind of has that market cornered for the um, elderly, you know, central character person. Yeah. yeah, This is um, a lot of people that are, uh, that are watching this are old. So that was, uh, a conversation Cody and I had, but anyway, Jocelyn, since you're, it's your first week back, why don't you go first and tell Great. us about tell us about Let Him Go and what you thought of it? Sure. Um, so the movie begins with the uh, loss of their son, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane's son. That's not a spoiler. I mean, it hap- it's it's integral to the uh, plot of the movie. So um, basically what happens is their grandson then is um, taken by his mother and her new husband um, from Montana where they live, I believe, to North Dakota, you know, without telling them where they're going. So um, that kind of begins this like almost like a road trip movie with Diane Lane and Kevin Costner because they then have to go and follow him and and try to find him and track him down. Um, Which then leads to the next part of the movie, which is um, almost like a vigilante kind of a thing for, for, as we mentioned, sort of an elderly couple. Um, 
they now, elderly is a little bit uh extreme. older couple an older couple <laughs> or, what, they're uh, a mature couple also yes, a mature couple also uh the clark kent's parents reunited from man of steel that's right by the way so oh who oh yeah Diane Diane Lane Lane and kevin cost yeah um so that's basically i think the the gist of the plot is that then they have to go and try to, you know, fight to get their uh, grandson back. Um, and so they're calling this kind of a neo-Western. It takes place in the 50s. And it definitely like harkens back to this kind of um, traditional sort of, you know, world where the the men don't like even address Diane Lane, like they don't shake her hands. I've I noticed a couple times. Um, and she's kind of like this badass, strong female character. Um, so I enjoyed that element of it. But I also thought Diane Lane was just way too attractive <laughs> for, for this character. <laughs> she's playing like this homely, like, you know, mother who like makes roasts and uh, cakes and stuff. And it's Diane Lane. I mean, she's like you know, this gorgeous person and they give her gray hair to kind of, you know, make her more realistic. But I've been saying actually, this, I, yeah. I actually have gray hair. I don't think she's. Yeah. Young I've though. been saying this for That's years. Good. Hollywood hire more uggos. <laughs> we need. We need. Yeah. She's I mean, like, she, she's 55 years old. So it's not like she's, you know, not going to yeah. have real life gray hair. She does an excellent job though. I mean, she, I think was, my favorite part of the movie, which kind of takes some strange turns. Um, in fact, also, I've really liked the other female lead, the matriarch of the Wee Boys, uh, which wee kind of- Wee Boys. Yeah. That's second <laughs> mention of Wee Boys today. Don't, don't Google Wee Boys. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to. It's in Jared's search history. Unless you want to get on a list somewhere, but- um, You'll and, also find Cody if you Google Wee Boys. So. <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, it, it's a bit of an odd movie, I think. It doesn't really commit to the Western thing. It doesn't really commit to this, like, weird vigilante, uh, you know, sort of uh, violence that that kind of comes towards the end of the movie. Um and I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't think it does anything really well. I think it kind of tries to do too much and it doesn't do one thing well. Um, I will also say, I, I saw that the director of this movie did that uh, movie I told you two about called The Family Stone, which oh, was yes. the most devastating Christmas like movie I've ever seen. I came home from college and watched it with my mom and sister thinking it was going to be like a romantic comedy and then was just like blindsided by this, you know, plot uh like device that happens and so i think he's kind of known for doing just kind of like odd 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 movies i think is is the category that i would put this in it didn't really make sense to me yeah he did uh something called monte carlo with uh selena gomez yeah and the only other one i saw was the family stone and like I said, that one, it presented itself as a, you know, dumb romantic comedy like Sarah Jessica Parker coming home, you know, to um, or, or going to her boyfriend's house, you know, kind of a thing. And then like one of the main character dies and I'm just I was like blindsided and I hated it and I was crying for like two days. So <laughs> the, the actress you're talking about is Leslie Manville. She's a British actress. Oh, um, right. The she was uh, in, matriarch of the Wee Boys. Yeah, she I looked was her in, up because, yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. 
Yeah, uh, a lot of British stuff. She was in uh, the Maleficent movies too. And she was really a highlight in this for me. Um, but I don't think, again, that they kind of committed to that, them being like this real evil family and her as the like matriarch of these boys. Yeah. Anyway, that's, a dream. No, no, no. That's something Cody and I talked about. But Cody, I'll let you uh, go ahead and tell us what you thought. Yeah, I have a slightly different, uh, perhaps more harsh take on on the movie. Because I, I think that... I think that it's a, I think it's a bad movie, um, and I think that it's it's bad in in the way that I think it's it's really poorly constructed, and I think uh, its characterizations are poorly constructed. So I think you know for for what they are, I think that Kevin Costner is is fine, but it's a sle- it's you know the whole movie's kind of sleepy, and it's a kind of sleepy performance from him. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's not a lot going on there. I think. Diane Lane's the best part of it, but also not amazing. And I think that Leslie Manville is chewing scenery here in a way that I found slightly <laughs> off-putting. Um, I think that it's a I think that it's a bad accent, first of all. I don't know what kind of accent it was. Um, but I, I thought that it was like cartoonish. Um, and I'll get to that more in a minute, but you know, it's it is strange because it is it is a sleepy kind of western that feels like it's you know, destined to live on, you know, some daytime TV channel at 3 p.m., you know, for <laughs> old people to watch for the rest of their lives. But, like, it, 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 and then it takes, like, this oddly strange, violent turn, and then it becomes, like, a revenge thriller. And it's tonally uh, really uh, jolting, I think, um, especially because of the rate at which it escalates. But its main problem is that... The crux of the story is is uh, is is in this like you know their grandson is taken to a different place and they have to go recover his grandson and then they run into this like nefariously evil family <laughs> and the problem is that this family is evil for the sake of evil like there's no backstory there's no there's no like insight as to why they want to keep the child there's no insight into why. They're they're just being evil. So like it it's, it is like a cartoonish Western villain that Leslie Manville inhabits, and there's nothing behind this evilness. And so it feels like just this manufactured and constructed, uh, you know, plot line that doesn't really it just doesn't make sense. You know, like Jocelyn was saying, it's just like a lot of it doesn't make sense. But also, I wish there was some motivation at all behind why these people are like the most evil people you've ever seen. For no, for any other reason than just like, you know, because they, I I don't I don't even know because like, they they want to like keep the 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 family together and they want to keep the child, but there's no reason for that. They don't ever speak why, so it just ends up falling flat. It's a thud for me, and and really it brings down the whole movie, frankly, for me. Yeah, um, and Cody, you and I joked about this a couple times, uh, in that the uh, Leslie Manville part. Seems like Margot Martindale was busy. Yeah. <laughs> like that this would yeah. be a, a part for Margot Martindale. Jocelyn, you're familiar with Margot Martindale, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know if either of you watched Justified. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I think it's the second season. Uh, with, it's either with, the second or the third. With uh, Margot Martindale as the matriarch of this family called the Bennetts. Yeah. And it's it, the Caitlin Deaver season two right she plays the that's the first one with caitlin deaver yeah. yeah she's in the rest of them but the bennett's and then uh jeremy um oh who was it on uh he was in lost also 
Oh, the, Jeremy Davies. Jeremy Davies, yeah. Anyway. What's well, a common thing that Sons of Anarchy does too? Has the um the matriarch as the, you know, kind of the main, you know, person kind of leading the family. So yeah, it's this backwoods sort of um crime family. Right. And, you know, it's obviously it ha- it has more time. It builds over a season because it, it each season kind of focused on one story. Um and it's just a much better representation of this. I know this is based on a novel, but I don't know what the motivation is. Like Cody said, so first of all, you have the the main characters of 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 uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane as these parents who um, are uh, uh, grieving the loss of their son, and he has a young wife and a very like a an infant child when he dies. And it doesn't ever like the movie kind of plays it like the like the the, the son's mother or the son's wife, uh, the mother of the of the grandchild. It doesn't appear like they have a good relationship with the parents or mm-hmm. that she has a good relationship with them. And then you kind of get this montage of her getting remarried to this guy who, for reasons unknown, is kind of a dick. And then <laughs> Diane Lane sees him. Uh, smacking the wife or, and son around, which, frankly, I don't know how. Like it, it's it takes place in the '60s in well, Montana. That, was, that to me was so lazy because it's like, okay, yeah. he's a wife beater. You know, it's like that's so that's something we see in every sort right. of uh, pl- like as a plot device. It just seems really lazy to just be like, oh, he hits her. You know, but, but it also. It also kind of sets up a story that it doesn't pay off because, like, you have your path to evilness there if you want to take it. True. If you want to say, like, it's a cycle of abuse and it's the abusive yeah. cycle and then make the matriarch. And you see, like, glimpses of it, but it's far from a commitment to it. Right. There's there's a hint. There's a scene where it all kind of turns and when it really turns into this, like, revenge thriller. Um, where In you the hotel see, room? Right. You see yeah. a hint of that happening. Um, but it's never really explored. And then by the end of it, you basically just have a um, kind of a mass murder <laughs> conducted by by one character upon another. Um, and it's like by the, if you really think about the way it ends, like it's pretty fucked up. Like like the good guys in this movie aren't really that good. Um, and, and look. There's never really, nothing is ever really explained as to, you know, why this guy, like, how did she fall in love with this guy? How did they end up getting married? And the kid is with the mom. Like, I know that they kept explaining that to the grandmother, but I kept thinking the same thing. Like, I mean, what, he's with the mother. It's not like they kidnapped him away from the mother. Right. And, you know, know, this family is just, uh, oh, you got the book, Cody. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, if if anyone (laughs) wants to read. Oh, that's right. You got a kit. You got a package of. Uh, where's the blanket? I want to see that blanket. Did you get a hat? No, I, I wish I did. I don't have the blanket <laughs> in here, but I do have uh, this this premium Huckleberry jam. Ooh. And I got, Dang, I'm jealous. And then I got this box that has whiskey wow. stones. Oh. That is super nice. Yeah. And you had some very terrible beef jerky, you said. Oh, my God. I had the worst beef jerky I've ever had, also. What is the blanket? Does it say let him go, or does it have yeah. Kevin Costner's face on it? 
<laughs> that would be great. Uh, it, horse. It, it just says let him go. Oh, is it? Oh, is it horse jerky? Oh shit! Maybe that's oh, why it was so bad. That's the probably, movie yeah. has horses in it. That's why. Yeah. I wish it was it, like did it uh, like a one of those big print throws that has his face <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um. So look, it, yeah. I don't have a, a major issue with the movie. Like I don't think it's bad. But it does have some stuff that doesn't really add up. And I, I get what it's going for. Um, it just doesn't connect the dots like it really feels like it should. Like it feels like it, it, it feels like it's supposed to be this epic crime, like a kind of epic family drama. And it never really gets there. And I think it, it you know, it makes the wee boy family just evil for no particular reason. Yep. Um, and then it never really quite sets up, you know, how this came to be, um, which is my biggest problem. I, you know, I, I think Diane Lane's good. I think she's probably a little anachronistic in that she is very outspoken for a woman of her time and place. Um, <laughs> which is the kitchen, Jared? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I mean place in the country, like in <laughs> the know. middle of Montana or wherever and the hell they movie. are. Yeah, you really focused on that. I just like thought there, like there wasn't like you said out of place. Like it's like it's Diane Lane. She's this gorgeous, you know, and, and woman. I and but and, like, I, and famously in the fifties, no attractive women. Yeah, <laughs> we know we all know that. By the way, um, I, I poor Boo Boo Stewart. I mean, he's uh, he's not a good actor. <laughs> uh, Boo Boo Stewart plays like this sort of scared uh, young uh, Native American character. Yeah who is there to kind of show how decent these white folks are. <laughs> that was horrible. Basically. Yeah, um, that, that was a little white savory. Yet, there. It was not good. But, you know, um, I don't really understand what's happening with that character. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, it, there's there's problems with it, but I don't think, I mean, look, it's a movie for your dad and your mom mm. to watch. So. Oh, 100%. I'm going to go granddad and grandmom. Well, well you're a little younger. younger than us, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our parents are grandparents. Like my dad, so. Kevin Costner is his favorite. Actor. Oh, see, my parents yeah. love Yellowstone. Anything with it, yeah. My, yeah. my parents love Yellowstone, and I assume they made this on a break. They were already in Montana, so like, yeah. Right. right. Uh, okay, grades, Jocelyn. Um, I think, like you said, I think there is an audience for this. I, I feel like it may be something that, like, my parents would love to see, and maybe they might get some enjoyment of the, you know, older couple kind of. <laughs> kicking some ass. Um, but it just felt really odd. And there was just too many things that were perplexing. I'm giving it a C plus. Cody. Yeah, I think just tonally, it's a mess. And I think that the revenge thriller, you know, may have worked a little bit better had you committed earlier to it in the first half, not be so sleepy. It also is just I think it, it just hints towards like, like it hints towards maybe Kevin Costner having an alcohol problem even that just does it just does nothing with it you know and uh, and again the evilness of the movie is for no good reason like you said and it just crumbles under that because because yeah. it it just without reasoning behind it it feels cartoonish um so i give it a c minus wow uh i'm going to give it a b minus cuz i didn't i mean there was worse ways to spend my time and we'll talk about one of those soon um, but it's, it's okay. And it, it is kind of a throwback to stuff that I don't think they really make anymore. And I, maybe that hit me a little harder than, than it would have otherwise, but it was interesting to see a Kevin Costner movie. And you know what? 
I I should have brought this up, but it it reminded me of a better Kevin Costner movie that was similar to this in a very tiny way. Uh, black and white. Do you remember that, Cody? Mm-mm. Um, where he that. he has um um. I don't know if she was an adopted black grandchild or. Not. Oh, I did see this. Yep, I know what you're talking about. That yep. movie was it was good, and it was a it was a different sort of performance um, than what you're used to seeing from Kevin Costner. And it had the kind of same basic gist as this guy is trying to prove that he should be the one to take care of this kid. But um, yeah, this is just this this is like an old man fantasy right here. Like this, like I'm gonna go get these wongdoers. I think it's an old woman fantasy. I think it's really, I mean, true. It, it is really her more her story. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, like, a, like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I can see my mom very much enjoying this movie. Um, and that's not a knock on her or the movie. I just think it's, it, that's the audience. This is for, for sure. All right, let's move on to our next movie, Mortal. Brand new, though, Eric, my name is Christina Oss. I'm a psychologist. A lot of people are wondering what happened last night with you and the boy. If you touch me, you will burn. Eric. Your embassy has sent some people to take you back to America. They have uncovered three dead bodies. Christine! Just get in the car. You cannot reach a city. You do agree with me, right? You've seen what he's done here. I saw it with my own eyes. You're lucky to be alive. So this is a uh, new film from uh, director Andre Overdahl, who uh, you may know uh, did um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, that I believe was released last year. And another movie I saw called um, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I saw that at Fantastic Fest with Emile Hirsch in attendance. And I took mm. his picture in front of a dead naked woman because um, <laughs> he asked me to. It was weird. Cool. Um, and also a movie called Troll Hunters. Troll Hunter? That I've never uh, seen. Hunter, I believe. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Cody, tell us about Mortal and what you thought of it. Yeah, so as you saw or heard in that clip, it is a movie that is um, half in, or at least partially in Norwegian. And uh, it's basically about an American that's that's in Norway who uh, starts displaying signs of having powers of some kind. And you don't really uh, know specifically what they are other than like there's having to do with like if there's like the if you touch me, you'll get burned, which is actually a literal thing that he says uh, that he means. Um, And uh, and basically, you know, it has become an issue for him to where, you know, nobody can be around him and he starts causing damage and havoc and stuff like that. And then um, there's a turn that happens that I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I'll probably not say it. What do you guys think? I don't know. Um. Yeah. I. I. I didn't know it going into the movie. I didn't know anything about the movie. It's on. So. It's on the yeah, Rotten Tomatoes s- synopsis. 
Um, okay. I think, but uh, let's but it, just say it's it's kind of a backdoor superhero movie. It is a backdoor superhero like origin story in a way. Say it, yeah. Um. And uh. And and really, it's it's really kind of a, a weird movie because it kind of hints towards like the powers. Like the the first scene is like or the first like bit of you know where you see him start to have these powers is that you. Uh, you know, they say that he is like a emo- like it's emotional based powers, which they don't really get into that much further. Um, so that feels kind of strange that they do that. It's also a really slow moving, like real slow burn of a movie where, um, you know, it, it feels like you know you say a backdoor superhero movie. For me, it feels like uh like a student film where it was like make a film about blank you know what what this is <laughs> and then a person's like all right well i'm gonna make it real moody and i'm gonna make him like a like an emo kid and uh and uh and uh really it feels a lot like chronicle it reminded me a lot of chronicle where it's like a really moody superhero origin story someone figuring out their powers in a way but it feels like a sci-fi channel version of of chronicle um because i think it's really cheaply it's cheap looking i mean and i i, I know that that's uh not the nicest thing to say, but the special effects I think are pretty bad. Um, there's a lot of stuff that involves like uh, like weather based stuff, some lightning, some some sparks and stuff like that. Lightning's the easiest thing to do in After Effects, by the way. And right. Oh, a that's sad because the lightning looked awful. And it this. did. <laughs> it was. Like it did look bad. bad. And and I think that um, you know it 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 none of the relationships seem to make much sense. There's a love story in here that feels, <laughs> you know. At first, yeah. highly inappropriate, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then gets to like I don't understand why there's a connection here. Yeah. Also, there's a shift in like suddenly this guy is like the most dangerous guy on earth, and then the next second he's got like a team of people trying to help him for seemingly no reason. Well, uh, no, there is a reason. The 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 um, character who I guess is supposed to be American, I can't remember. He's the- yeah. The one that saves him, the one he it saves in that clip, you see him save her from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. She spe- she spells it out, like, in that this would be, like, that this guy could be, like, a religious figure, mm-hmm. in other words. And that's why they're trying to help him, because they don't want, like, a religious war, I guess. But then there's still people who are against him as well. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, so I, I, and it's strange to me that that the powers part of this, the powers just kind of exist. He doesn't do anything with them, which is <laughs> to me the weirdest part of the movie, right? Because you know you would, it, it's almost like his powers are almost like reactionary in responses. So there's no like, it's like if it's like if a super, it's if it's like, uh, in you know how in that in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. There's and I think all the Spider-Mans at some point there's like this montage of them figuring out their powers and then like having fun with them, but it's just like right. them figuring out what they could do. It's like that, but if they were having no fun with it <laughs> for they an entire like, movie, killing people instead. Yeah. So for me, it's it's dark, it's moody, it's boring, it's uninteresting, and uh, and you know people talk about it. People have said it's it feels like a weird superhero. Like I saw someone mention it as a like an independent version of a Marvel movie, which I do not agree with um, because there's nothing that happens. I think, I think there's very, it's very short on things that happen of substance. And also this main like center relationship in it is pretty bad. I think. Yeah. All right. Jocelyn, what about you? 
I think Cody touched on everything that I kind of had problems with. Um, basically, rather than saying it was like a slow burn, I thought it was like meandering. I thought it just kind of like walked through the story as if it had no clear direction at all. Um, and then there was also like three different, you know, climax scenes throughout <laughs> the movie. So you're like, oh, here, here's the big climax. And no, then it meanders a little longer and then it goes to something else. And then there's another big climax and then it kind of moves on from there. And so it just kind of like loses you. You can't really get, you know, on board with it at all. Um, and I think it's really funny when they show the, or when we show like the, um, the, the trailer for it, because I'm like, that looks like a good movie. I would want to watch that, <laughs> but that's not the movie that we see. It's almost like, um, they took all the, the element that could have made it good and they put it into the trailer and you're like, great, that, that looks like it has direction. And in, in see suicide squad, see. <laughs> and so, um, also, what Cody was saying about it being like moody and this emo kid, that's definitely true. But he's also not very, um, uh, just not not engaging or he's just not really um, not likable. What's the word? It's just not he doesn't have like, I don't know what the word is, but star it's like. Quality. Yeah, it's like star quality. But <laughs> He doesn't have it. It's Nat Wolf. It. It's Nat Wolf who was on Nickelodeon. I think he was one of the the Sarnayev brothers in. Um, Wasn't uh, he in Fault in Our Stars oh, in as the, the blind, the, the blind guy, the blind kid in Fault in Our Stars? Uh, I don't know about that. I remember him being in, uh, I, I believe he was in Patriot's Day. As, as one of the the Sarnayoff uh, brothers. But yeah, he's just not like a, a, I don't know. He just doesn't have like anything that you really kind of want to um, root for this, for this kid. He's, he's kind of got all the moodiness, but none of the like, oh. the, the qualities that, you know, kind of he tie was, you to those types of characters, I guess. Sorry. He was in uh, the Fault in Our Stars. He was not in, who was it that was in, uh, Patriot's Who played Day. Patriot's Day? Mm. Was it his brother? Yeah, it was his brother, Alex Wolf. Okay. Sorry. And then the last thing I'll say is that whenever it veered into the two R's for me, it was like when it would become romantic or religious, I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like whenever it would, when it became romantic, I was like, this is silly. And then when they started trying to create this like drama with the religious elements, I was like, oh God, like no pun intended but like <laughs> it just it didn't make any sense and then um and then the end got even sillier and then it was over so yeah um so i like i said i didn't know anything going in i hadn't seen a trailer or anything so i think i was kind of genuinely surprised as to what we were getting um and then by the time it got to like the third act like where the climax takes place I was like, oh, God, is this really what it's going to be? Like, that was my <laughs> attitude. Was this, is this what we're getting? This is what we're getting. Um, you know, in this day and age where we are inundated with superhero movies and um, inundated with the character meant to be represented here, um, mm -hmm. I won't spoil that, but, you know, this character is pretty well known. This is not like you're, you're there's not really new ground being true tread here it's just doing it in a moody way that doesn't really seem to make sense mm -hmm. first of all it's the the movie it's it's very norway like it's in norway so it's very norwegian they call this guy a norwegian american he does not look norwegian <laughs> one bit 
Hey, I'm part Swedish and. But I mean, he's like, yeah, I, I think, the, you know, what? Sure. You can be but, a brunette, you know, Scandinavian. Yeah, but it just doesn't like it doesn't seem to play well. Like, why is it an American? Like, why? Yeah, is it that American? didn't make sense to me. Also, because like, it's not like he's from Norway. He's not an immigrant to America. He's a. Uh, that's an interesting descent that's an interesting thing because for me i don't understand why this movie isn't just like in norwegian with sure, a norwegian yeah, gas yeah. like right. it that's doesn't I mean. make sense yeah. that's that's like, what i'm saying is that why is it this american, american guy yeah. yeah um you know it doesn't make any sense to me in that it's like this and and the way the movie ends it's like, well, now that really doesn't make sense. Dude, um, I have to say, this was the worst ending of a movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while since I've seen a movie where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What was the movie? Uh, oh, I, I think the, the worst movie ending we saw recently was the uh, Rent-A-Friend, Rent-A-Pal. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was worse. Um, this is... This is this is student film level, like, end yeah. on a moody note. Yeah. Um, because it ends and it ends on like a a huge downer for no particular reason. Yeah. Um and also it sets up it sets up like th- this character that that it it ends up sort of portraying doesn't seem to have much of an evil streak uh in them and it sets up this character going down an evil path which right. feels strange as well. Yeah. Well, because, uh, you know, all the, the killing that he in, is doing is accidental before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with him being like this vengeful person. Charismatic. He wasn't charismatic <laughs> was the word Jeez. I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad we settled that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it just ends so stupidly. <laughs> um, for what, for, look. I mean, I thought, it, I, again, I, I guess I maybe should have put two and two together. But by the time a certain artifact shows Object. up. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, like, like archaeological artifact shows up. I was like, no, fuck you. No, <laughs> we've been down this road before. Much better. You know, it's uh, it's funny that the, that the object that you're talking about or the thing looks so chintzy. Like, it looks so cheap. <laughs> like, it, it looks like it looks like something you'd buy at a, a, a hardware store. <laughs> Stop trying to give it away, Cody. I know. Who, who, that was specific. Honestly, honestly, we're talking about superhero and we're talking about Norway. I think people, <laughs> I think people probably have it. Put two and two together. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. What's your grade for this, Cody? Uh, this also gets a C- from me. It's a It's a pretty bad movie. Jocelyn. I went a little higher. I did a C, just flat C. Yeah, I'm gonna go to flat C too. I don't think C flat. It's, yeah, C flat. C flat. Um, <laughs> um, it doesn't make me Thor or anything about it. Now you now you just gave it away. Oh ah, shit! I'm sorry. It's about Thor, um, an American Thor. I called it. I called it Thor Sad in a Rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was- um. <laughs> charismatic. charismatic. Um, all right, let's move on to our last movie, The Dark and the Wicked.
mama. She was saying things. She would sit right beside him just whispering. But she wasn't talking to him. We found it in her pocket. She didn't believe in God. What does it matter whether he believed? I found mom's diary. What if she saw something out there? I told y'all not to come. So this is a horror movie, another Shudder original horror movie. Um, Jocelyn, why don't you tell us about The Dark and the Wicked and what you thought of it? That trailer just kind of freaked me out a little bit. I got a lot, a little scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from it. Where's your nightlight? I know. Well, it's, uh, it's the time change and now it's dark outside and it's just like, ooh, it sent a shiver down my spine. Because um, this movie, <laughs> it is creepy. This movie, uh, it takes place in Texas on a goat farm, um, and it's about an Wait, is that a thing? Is that a... Hold on. Is a goat farm a thing? (laughs) I think it would be a goat ranch, first of all. (laughs) But do they just... They just raise... They just raise goats? No, it's a goat farm. That's what what it's called. Look it up, Jared. I think I I would... I think goat farm is acceptable. All right. Whatever. I'm going to Google goat farm and... (laughs) And see what happens. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Jocelyn. While you do that, I'll continue. Um, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. Go Delicious uh, Dairy Goat Farm is in New Braunfels. But that's a dairy farm. That's different. Okay, like goat farming. Okay, there's there's a Wikipedia page for goat farming. I guarantee it's a goat farm and not a goat ranch, Jared. Like, it involves the raising and breeding of domestic goats. Yeah, they're not like teaching the goats how to barrel race. <laughs> what the, is that what you think happens at a ranch? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, Cody's frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> in a great pose, too, in like a Heisman pose. Oh, I'm, I'm going to solo you, so Cody will come back. All right, go ahead, Jocelyn. Okay, so this elderly couple. <laughs> I love that he screamed, oh, no, right before he got <laughs> That was great. Um, so this elderly couple on a goat farm. Now, this and... couple is actually elderly, oh, unlike Kevin Cody's Costner. <laughs> <laughs> just to say that yeah so Kevin costner's old too oh my well he's not elderly Christ, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they're freaking adult children come back and the the father <laughs> is ailing the mother is going crazy um and then slowly the children start also going crazy is the best way to say it um and then, um, you know, the, the, the movie, it really kind of starts off, uh, it, it's very like slow paced, but I love that in a scary movie because it's almost like building the anticipation. Um, and this movie did that so well. I enjoyed the, I guess I would say first half, uh, a lot. I loved how it just kind of took its time and building the creepiness and, and the way it did it. And then the ending, um, it kind of goes a little, I guess ape shit a little bit with like, you know, goat shit. Yeah. Goat <laughs> shit. A little goat shit. And, um, and the, it becomes rather violent and really dark and wicked. Um, <laughs> and it, the, not to say in a bad way. <laughs> you. I mean, I delivers. It you know, definitely delivers. The whole time I kept wanting to call it the wickedly talented. <laughs> the wickedly talented. Adele Dazim, you know, Jared? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a deep cut right there. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's a deep cut. I knew exactly what she was talking yeah, about. I would, I would think to myself, like, oh, I get to watch the wickedly talented. But anyway, so getting back to the dang movie, um, it, it grows to this really violent, crazy crescendo. And I was here for all of it. I really liked this movie. I thought it was a great horror movie. Even the end when it it, it just became, uh, you know, kind of goat shit. I, I still, <laughs> I feel like it laid the groundwork for me to kind of look past some things that I thought were a little ridiculous and a little much. But um, all that to say, yes, I thought it was a great horror, horror film. I think a lot of people would really like it. Cody, what about you? Yeah, it, it it's um I I sort of have an opposite reaction to the first part of the movie in that I thought that it was kind of it it is a certain it's certainly a slow burn but I thought it was kind of uh relatively uninteresting and and maybe a little generic the first half of the movie because it felt like you know you see these movies sometimes where like the the thing that's the threat or the scary thing is kind of like some kind of you know like supernatural or possessive possessor type thing um and uh and uh you know it 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 seemed to be like non you know non-specific non-interesting um to me and then there's a there's kind of a moment towards uh you know later on in the in the movie where you start seeing like the power of this thing to compel people to do things uh and that's when i think it gets like really dark it gets super fucked up um, in many moments, and um, and I think it's 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 really solid. And I think really for me, the the darkness of it actually uh, kind of boosts it a little bit because it's sort of like unrelenting in 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 how dark it is, um, and it leads to some really kind of unsettling things. You know, it's not much of a jump scare. I don't think there's a few in there, but like it, it gets a lot of. Uh, it does a lot of really uh, interesting camera tricks, I think, uh, at times to develop scares and like have people who are one place and then immediately in like another place, um, but not necessarily like accompanying it with some you know super loud violin screech to scare everyone, you know. So, <laughs> um, so I, I really like that element of it, um, and I think that uh, it's it's again, um, I think it's it reminded me of uh Jocelyn that movie uh I don't know if Jared saw this, a relic Oh right 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 yeah a little oh god but that movie wasn't good Well relic yeah it was not good at all but it seems to be this like this story this horror film that's sort of in the in the background of like aging or yeah. getting sick or getting elderly and and like or, mental or, illness elements as yeah. well Yeah yeah, or you know, fear of death type of thing, which right. which was what Relic essentially was, but it was a garbage version of it, uh, <laughs> and it sort of reminded me that a little bit, but like a little bit more sinister. It had a more sinister touch to it, and so I, I appreciated that, and I think that this has some like really kind of like the, there's some visuals. There's something that happens while someone's uh, chopping carrots. <laughs> that's a very unsettling. It was, it was in the trailer. Oh, was it? Show. Oh yeah, it's our okay. second movie where fingers get cut off. So yeah, that was oh, that's yeah. Odd. My grandfather was missing uh, half of his finger, and that's how he always said he lost it. He would always say like he, he was grabbing a carrot from my grandmother, but that wasn't true. He would just like, <laughs> make up things. So have, when have, I saw that, I was like, Ey. "Wait, what was what was the true story?" I don't know. We never know. He he would always make up different things, but the carrot one was probably I don't think the most plausible but that's the one we heard often. <laughs> Did you have you have either of you seen uh Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Mm-mm. No. 
So it's one of my favorite like horror comedies there is. But there's a but there's a moment. So it's like these two. This this will pay off. It's like these two like hicks who uh, or hillbillies who get uh, who basically get accused of killing teenagers, but really they're trying to like get away and help them. Um, and there's a moment where a guy's uh, gets his fingers chopped off. <laughs> And one of them goes, you chopped off his bowling fingers. And it's just such a very, it's a very funny, funny line. I'll show it to you Was in it? context. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, you sure? if you watch the movie, it is. Anyway. anyway um, yeah. Did both of you talk about this already? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. where have you been? I can't remember. Five what, minutes. No, okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it now. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Cody. I think the beginning of the movie is kind of generic. Like it feels like a bunch of other horror movies I've seen, um, where there's this like dark, sort of sinister thing happening, but no one kind of buys into it at first, and people kind of come back to this place. Like the the idea is that these adult children are coming back after the mother warned them not to, um, and she's clearly losing her mind or possessed by the devil. Um, and then that's when stuff starts happening. And I, I do think that it eventually turns into something that's, that's more unique and feels a little more interesting, but I, I just, I had a hard time overcoming the genericness of the first half, uh, to stay interested in the second half personally. Um, I'm not a huge horror movie fan anyway. Um, and I, I do kind of feel like this was, I don't want to say off the shelf, but along those lines, like you, they just kind of gussied it up into something else. Like it, I, I didn't really quite get the fear of aging thing or the mental illness thing. Um, it mostly just seemed like a horror movie where people deny what's happening for too long, uh, too pl- plausibly too long. Well, for me, it was because so many, I mean, without spoiling anything, the main way that people were dying is suicide. And it's like, you know, people being lonely, they were warning against, you know, leaving people alone. And so that for me is like, that's like a real life thing. It's not, you know, necessarily just the devil and good and evil. It's like actual loneliness and what it does to people. Kind Yeah. But then when like, you know, there's characters that do it, that, that aren't like that have, that show no signs of it that are just, they just killed themselves. I, look, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't think it communicates it well enough. And I, I just wasn't on board. I mean, I don't think it's bad. I just think it, it felt a little too by the book for me. And I think that there are elements of it that are a little by the book, but I think that it overcomes it with like with it with the execution of it because I think that there's something to be said for a simple idea executed in a really satisfying way. And I, I think it. and I think that. Uh, that's what I was thinking that while watching it, I was like, you know what, this is still, you know, it it gets a little less generic story wise, but it's still, you know, like you said, off the shelf, but it's executed in a way that's like really unsettling and like a lot of visually unsettling things. And, um, and I just was impressed by the execution of it more than anything else. I totally agree. Even in the first half when y'all were saying it's kind of like a, a slow burn. I mean, the, the filmmaking, like all the shots that they did and the way that it was constructed was for me, the interesting part. No, I mean, it looks, uh, I don't think it's, uh, look, I'm kind of, it sounds like I'm trashing it, but I'm not. I just think it's not, look, it's not for me. I've never been the biggest horror fan. Um, I do feel like it's kind of the same story I've seen, just in a different way. Um, It is very well made. It looks great. Um, I don't know that that's Texas at all, for real, Uh, but it, uh, it looks great. It has a great vibe to it. Um, you know, that goat farm is never, uh, 
<laughs> never really looked better. Um, anyway, what are your grades, Jocelyn? Uh, I'm giving it a solid B. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought, I thought it was fun and, um, I, I don't think it was slow. I thought I, you know, was, it was building anticipation for me. Cody. Yeah. I'm echoing that. And I'm also giving it a B. I think that, um, you know, horror, good horror for me, cause I'm not a fan of the genre very much either, but I think good horror is, is hard to come by and, um, when you, when it's, when it's executed well, you can tell, you know, you can tell the difference between well-executed horror if you've seen a shitload of bad horror, which is most of it in my opinion. <laughs> so look, I'm going to give it a B minus cause I'm, I know that it's a, a, a better version uh, of a story we've seen before. I just wasn't on board. Um, and that's probably my fault, uh, you know, and I admit that, but it, uh, Oh, Cody's in a time. B minus, you still recommend though. So I do, there yeah. Um, so yeah, this is um yeah, B minus. Uh and I don't think that it's actually on shutter yet, right? I don't think so, but it is a shutter production. Yeah. I saw someone who had the menu screen to purchase it today, but yeah. Um Anyway, I mean, but Maybe Shutter like, Shutter has been really has been doing really good work. Um, mm-hmm. Seriously, that yeah, host yeah. movie was it? Yeah, and they said that um, Guatemala is submitting La Llorona for the Oscars as their wow. submission, which is I pretty cool. I need to watch that one again. Or I mean, the it, first time, but it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. It's one of my favorites of the year. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this week. Next week, Cody, what are we well, happening? Yeah, so we've got, I don't know if there's going to be a way for us to see Freaky, but if so, I would like to cover that. Um, okay. That's the Vince Vaughn body swap yes. oh, yeah. movie. Um, we also have uh, Fat Man, the <laughs> Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> the, the, San- oh, the, wow. the Santa. The Santa one. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought that was a joke when I first saw that trailer. By the way, um, I, I got an email, uh, well... I might have accidentally been. I was informed that I might have accidentally been sent Fat Man early by the studio, <laughs> uh, but I wasn't. There was apparently some glitch instead of getting another movie. So yeah, um, I was. Yeah. Anyway, um, we might have Jungle Land. We were going to cover that this week, but uh, it got left off. Um, and then um, I'm gonna. There's a, a few more. I'm, I have to look through the others to see which we're going to pick. But I think hopefully Freaky and Fat Man, <laughs> Freaky Fat Man next week. I vote Jungle Land too. I love boxing movies. I generally do too, actually. Yeah. Well, are we are we gonna do the um, Lego Star Wars holiday special? I mean, that can be that's gonna be quick. So that can be a throw in we can add. Yeah, because that's uh, we we got screeners of that, and uh, I'm very curious to see what this is. The first post return of I mean post uh, Rise of Skywalker content in that Skywalker realm. It's probably I mean I don't think it's gonna be canon, but. I doubt it. <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to reach us, you can email us at podcast.cinesnob.net. You can find us on Twitter at Cinesnob, Facebook Cinesnob Critic. Listen to our other shows, uh, Re-MCU, Rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we didn't record in our off time, Cody. Look, there it was a crazy-ass week, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. But uh, we do, I, I think we did watch, I mean, I watched a bunch of movies so we can get caught up um, yeah, I'm going to be watching this week. I'm frozen. You know what? This, <laughs> there you this, go. this camera thing, man, I swear to God. I, we should I, just have you. I just want to have you as a, like a still freaky. picture all the time, like on the, <laughs> and, like on the phone. I want to do like an anime. Like I want to be like my Memoji from 
uh, from your iPhone. iPhone. Or like yeah. that Zoom where you're just a potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. Uh, your mouth yeah. moves. You're a potato. Potato face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, Quarantine, we, where we talk to people during quarantine. Ah, and, fuck, uh, I got to upload that. <laughs> I know. There's an episode that we haven't released yet. <laughs> um, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Get Jocelyn. your life together, Cody. Yeah, Jocelyn. Um, Give me something to do. I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Just getting peed Just on. Just getting two, yeah, two hours when, of sleep. And... When's your podcast about uh, being uh, a mom? Gonna... Oh, no one needs to know. <laughs> that sounds like, boring. Don't let your son pee in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Not my mouth. Just she said face, not mouth. Oh, face. oh, sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Way to be vulgar. <laughs> what you do in your personal time is your own thing, Jared, okay? Look. Listen. I said it before release, and I'll say it release again. Release the pee-pee tape. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I said. I said it before and I'll say it again. It, if it's good enough for our president, it's good enough for your right. son, Jocelyn. <laughs> You can find me at uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Oh my god, that was so good! I that all, in, in all the mess of that, in all the you know the we're recording this on a Sunday and, and it's live on Twitch right now. Um, the presidential race was called on Saturday uh, for Joe Biden, um, and lost in that mix, I think, was the kind of weird hilarity of <laughs> the Trump campaign <laughs> having a mistakenly uh. tweeting out that there was a, a press conference at the four seasons and then clarifying that it was at a landscaping company. Yes. And apparently intentionally. Oh, I, uh, there's no way. No, I read a, I read a, uh, a, a story about that. And I think the Philadelphia Inquirer wrote a story about why, how it ended up happening. Well, like you, the, ha- you also have to understand that it, that it wasn't just a landscaping company, but it's a landscaping company nestled between a porn shop yeah. in a crematorium. <laughs> In a very desolate warehouse district. But I think that that was the but that was the point though, is that like being in the city center was that that was kind of the point the 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 Philly Inquirer that story. That sounds was making. like some damage control. Well, no, what I'm trying to say is that if they had it at the four seasons, if they had it in downtown Philly you you do recall yesterday there were people taking to the streets celebrating. But, but there but the, the idea though is True. is that <laughs> Is that Trump didn't realize when he tweeted that it was at a landscaping company? Sure. Yeah. That. I mean, that's the joke of it. I think. Yeah. I th- but I, but I, I think, think it- it's far more plausible that it would have been the hotel. I mean, that makes sense that they would do it. Like that's a normal setting for that type of a no, press conference. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, like in a um, ballroom. Yeah. Where there's AV and not a uh, fire hose and a fire extinguisher on the wall. You know. I think it was a garden hose. Yeah, I used to do kind of government PR type things. No, I, I no, I mean one hundred percent a hotel not ballroom. Very far off from reality. One hundred percent a hotel ballroom is where you would would do something like this. Right. Um, yeah. A hastily called a press conference at a Between at a business that doesn't. Well, placement. Look, placement. <laughs> I'm going to give them a pass on the placement because I right. mean, there's plenty of places that are yeah because they were burning probably- ballots in the crematorium, Jared. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, Is that I a saw some, yeah, someone sent that to me. Uh-huh. The, I, you know, one of the funniest <laughs> thing, one of the funniest things about the Philly Inquirer story is so the sex shop is run by an old man, like as in the seventies, and he said he's been inundated with calls to ask if Rudy Giuliani is there because <laughs> of the Borat thing. Yeah. There was a there was a, I don't want to go too far into this, but 
there was a there was a quote or there was a picture of the uh, an owner and I don't know if it was a real thing but I saw it on the outside of the store where this is a place that has like viewing booths which is just like where the, it said lotion provided or the, something the grossest possible thing <laughs> it said that on the sign it says lotion it said it sells lotions sells lotion. I don't think lotion is provided in okay, the viewing sorry. booth you probably got to pay for it Jocelyn. yeah it's <laughs> byol clearly you haven't been in a sex watching booth or whatever. Not but in just, a long time. I just think, but it, it they, there was a picture it's of an changed old, a lot. Okay. <laughs> there was a picture of an old man, uh, like standing next to the booth, and I was just in it. Just it looked old, and I was like, this poor old man doddering, cleaning up a booth. Like just Jesus Christ, man! What a what a terrible what a terrible thing. <laughs> hey, man. But we he's, all got to make a living, right? He's, he's doing what he loves. He's doing what he loves. If you if you're doing what you love, you never work a day in your life. <laughs> and if you're working, and if that means cleaning up the booth at a porno viewing shop, because <sighs> you know you're not. You do in a my hat, life? my hat is off to you, sir. My hat is off to <laughs> what you. What horrible person were you in a past life to get that job? You know. I mean, I'm sure, like. This dude has seen some shit. <laughs> um, anyway, um, oh, wow. Else on that we... note, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on that note, by the way, sorry, Cody. The whole ten yards hat. I think that's a double uh, redo. Isn't this it? is the first redo I've ever had on this show. I made it this far without redoing a hat. And for my first show back, Cody, come yeah, on. boring. God no, damn. it was a tribute to the first time you were on. Aw. <laughs> <Just> lying <laughs> asshole. Anniversary. Yeah. All right. On that note, I am Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafano. And I'm Jocelyn Durian. Thank you for listening to this Cine Snob podcast. To read reviews, interviews, and more, visit cinesnob.net. See you next week.